Bridget. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Wanderlust. What are we talking about today? You never know. I never know. You so never do you, your homework. You show up with a bunch of notes and do all your homework, and then I try. My memory is shit. So I just wait till you say something that jogs my memory, and I can call back the little bits and pieces that I remember. All right. Well, I remember what we're talking about today. What? Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, and I'm almost hesitant to say say this but i'm gonna go ahead and say it this is my new favorite location that we've been to on our trip once again the best one yet (laughs) we're talking about sedona arizona what was your favorite before do you even remember what your last favorite was i do well i remember what i used to say because that's the first question people ask when they see us after it's been a while and they tend to ask over and over again even though you've already answered it multiple times I would do the same thing. That's the first question I would ask somebody else is what's your favorite place or what's the most memorable place you've been to? So I used to say, well, it's a combination of Yellowstone and Grand Teton because those were incredible, but they kind of go together. Um, And then I'd say, I don't know, like Oregon was awesome. And I'd sort of just jumble a bunch of different places together, but I never had a definitive, oh, in Southern Utah, like all of Southern Utah. Like Oregon, Wyoming, Southern Utah. That that place was my favorite. I never had one specific place. Like I'd just start listing places. But I, in the last couple of months, I started veering towards saying Southern Utah just as my quick answer. Oreoa. So if you've heard of like Pennsylvania, I'm just trying to take Oregon, Wyoming, and Utah. So you take the beginning of Oregon, or the beginning of Wyoming, Wyo, or Wyo, and then the end of Utah. Ah, <laughs> so it's or Wyoa, or Wyoa. So this would have been really helpful a month ago before we went to Sedona, because now I have a new favorite place and an easy answer to the question. Yeah, because or or Wyoa is very difficult to say. <laughs> That should not be your favorite place anymore. But the reason it's my favorite is because it combines some of my favorite things from a lot of the different places that we've been to. And I I do still feel like the rock landscape of southern Utah was the best for hiking and for van life and just doing what we're doing. But I feel like Sedona encompasses that with a lot more greenery, great weather. It's really accessible. It's not incredibly remote like a lot of places that we went to. Like there's a there's a town right there, and then there's also major cities within an hour drive from there. So it's just incredibly easy to visit. There's so much to do, and it's just gorgeous. Didn't we get the hell out of Sedona because snow was coming? Yeah, but it's January. <laughs> <laughs> snow is coming everywhere. <laughs> Winter's coming. Um, yeah, we're on like the border of Mexico right now. And we were running from snow the other day. Well, we knew traveling in January was going to pose a bit of a challenge and that there were going to be places that we had to change our route because of and because winter was coming. But I think, I mean, overall, if you look at the averages throughout the year, other than summer when it's incredibly hot, it's just pretty temperate. Um, But that even aside, I, I just loved it for the landscape and the feeling of serenity I got when I was there. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so why would others go to, why Why do, I guess a good start is, why do most people seek out Sedona? 
Well, most people seek out Sedona because... Speaking of serenity. <laughs> serenity now! <laughs> it is... It's known for its spirituality, which isn't isn't really the reason that I love it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, let me go be spiritual and deep and do these hikes and get really, you know, introspective. But in researching it a lot more, I learned that that's why a lot of people do go there. Um, and it's got a really big new age I was going to say, do we have a name for these people? Yeah. Because I want to make fun of them. Go for it. I will. We've got probably, <laughs> we're only a minute in. Um, but no, it's known for what they call vortexes, which are spiritual sites that are known, that are known for, um, well, I mean, what people believe is that the energy is much stronger at these locations and what you learned in researching it. I think what, what I, my issue with Sedona is and vortexes and whatnot is that I like to go somewhere and make up some bullshit story about how it came to be and why it's significant, like dragons or warlocks or, you know, alchemists or something, or this is where giant elves used to roam. And somebody already did that in Sedona. They went there and they made up some bullshit story <laughs> and got a bunch of people to flock there. So, like, I can't even, like, how do I top that? You can do better. I probably can. You definitely I can. Give it some th- I need some more wine. I believe in you. Um, so people go there to get zen. So people go there to get zen, and and there's four of the most popular vortexes there that are mm. really well known. It define vortex well, for our dozens of listeners at home that aren't sitting around like burning patchouli or what? I don't even know what patchouli is. I think the belief is that the Earth's magnetism is stronger there. So the energy in the air is stronger, and there's two different types of vortexes, which I think are really interesting. There's the types that are, like, high up, so I'll get into the, the like, most popular ones, but, like, cathedral... Like above sea level high up? No, just instead of being at a canyon, you're on top of a rock, and in those type of vortexes, they're supposed to give you perspective and make you look at... All the problems that you're, you know, make you like reflect on all the things that you think are problems in your life. But because you're on top of this rock, you realize the mag, like the magnitude of, you know, life in the world and the fact that your problems actually aren't that big. And then there's the. And that only happens types. at high vortexes. I'm, I'm contrasting the two. Okay. So these are the two different types. So then in canyons, um, those are sp- supposed to make you more introspective and think more about like your place in this world. Um, so there's a bit of a contrast there, but the whole point is there are places to go, be spiritual and reflect on your life, where you're going. And that doesn't happen when you're out in nature looking at beautiful stuff anyway. It only happens at vortexes well, or is that me, just coincidental? For me, it does happen anywhere. <laughs> so that's what I love about this place is it's just so beautiful. Um, it might be interesting to talk to somebody who specifically seeks out these sites to meditate. There's a lot of vortex yoga. That's another really big thing there. You'll see people hiking to these super popular That's locations. an episode you can do without me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find that weirdo and talk to them about doing yoga on top of a rock to, to get their chakra in the right color aura. I think there's just this natural feeling of spirituality you get when you're there because it feels like you're almost in a fishbowl surrounded by red rock, which is just the most unique it's not like a lot of it's not like when you're at ground level you look out and you see a lot of flat space and then there's a couple rocks in the distance that you can go to it feels like you are completely surrounded 
360 degrees by these red rocks. It's just they're everywhere and it's this really intimate feeling um, that I just think is so unparalleled. All right, I'll bite. So those are my thoughts. But So you wouldn't send, if, if you had to give a recommendation, because it's your new best one yet, favorite place ever, mm-hmm. of all the places you've been to, yep. it's up there with your California chicken salad. It's the one thing <laughs> that you want when you head back to L.A. is your California chicken salad. If you're going to send somebody to Sedona, are you going to send them there to get their palms red and have crystals you know, resting on their foreheads while they're doing... I don't know, downward facing dog. I'm going to send them there to go hiking. So if you're not into hiking, I probably, well, if you're into spirituality, then go. But my recommendation is just that there's so many beautiful, beautiful hikes. And some of them seem similar. Like I climbed two vortexes and I feel like I had two completely different experiences doing that. You climbed two vor or two. I climbed two, two rocks that are also considered vortexes. Is the whole rock a vortex, or do you get to the top of the rock and the vortex is there? That's a really good question. I sort of tried to answer just because I knew you were going to ask it, and I don't know the answer. But what I did read somewhere was that I'm getting the sense that there's supposed to be like specific places on the rock that are stronger energy than other places on the rock. Like when I climbed Bell Rock, which is one of the more popular vortexes, I saw a group of people that got to a specific point, which was not very high. I was on my way down. I was almost to the bottom. And this family of four were saying, I think this is the spot. I think this is where the vortex is. <laughs> and they were There's parents teaching this pseudoscience to their children. Nobody was a child, but I it was some it was some group of four people that were like in their sixties and maybe forties. Like maybe an older I, I'm not sure exactly, but they, they get Since to when this is one 40 spot. Old. <laughs> they get to this well, they're not children, I'm saying. Um but they get to this one spot on the rock and they're like, This is where I think I've seen the pictures from I think this is the vortex. Let's do our yoga poses here. <laughs> Just for the Instagram shot. so great. Um, So I think people believe that there's specific locations. One blog I read, the writer basically said, you should feel it when you're there. Like, just trust your gut. And when you feel the energy, just stay there and meditate. (laughs) So I didn't do a ton of research on the specific spots. I'm not. I climbed up to one of them. I felt it in my gut. And about four (laughs) seconds later, I farted created my own vortex yeah of of spiraling methane air coming out of my butt and i moved away to find a spot without your because <laughs> you could feel the energy I felt it too strong <laughs> in your in your core yeah my aura was green that day um but yeah i mean i totally respect why i don't it. do yoga look if people how feel... do you do yoga and not fart <laughs> if people feel you don't better... fart when you do yoga i'm gonna edit all this <laughs> talking over each other is too much um but no if people feel better about themselves going to one of these places then Then i'm all for it yeah i mean just because i don't necessarily believe in the vortex piece i believe that i feel a stronger energy after i've climbed a big rock i feel a huge sense of accomplishment so there's that natural euphoric emotion which, which is sort of where i was going is like anytime you're out in nature not around a ton of people, not around a lot of man-made distractions. Your phones aren't dinging and and pinging you and hitting you with notifications. You're just out there in nature on a hike, 
especially one of the more strenuous ones where you get to the top and you see this awesome sort of there's this big reveal with a huge scenic view in front of you. Then, yeah, I feel like all those things that this pseudoscience is telling you you're going to feel when you get there, stuff that you're going to feel anywhere doing this stuff. So they just like took something that was already there wrapped some pseudoscience around it and called it a thing so that they can sell crystals to tourists. There's a lot of crystal sales. Um, one of the most popular places there is a shopping mall called Talakapake? Tapalukiliki. I nailed it before. Damn it. It's, it's like a, It's a good thing you write this stuff down. I know. Now read it because it's probably spelt just like it sounds, it isn't is, it? It's phonetic. Takwalipiuki. Do you know how many things you've said are phonetic on I this show? I <laughs> saguaro what is there's we should have a running list well this one i've heard other people say before i attempted to say it out loud but i did have 10 names for it while we were there and then i did the research after it's talake pake i think i said it right the first time and then i doubted myself talake piki <laughs> topeka laki takalupa hiki um but it's an arts and shopping village with it's basically like an outdoor market but the architecture there's gorgeous so yeah, the buildings i think are nice even if you're not into the the shops which we we weren't particularly, we tried we, we tried gave it the be. old college try yeah um even if you're not into that just walking around it for 20 minutes is worth it you can grab there's a fun chai spot <laughs> i would say 20 minutes is enough <laughs> all right well <laughs> maybe you make a bathroom stop you drink like a full coffee there you go <laughs> grab a snack um but most of the shops are very new well no there weren't many snacks to be had and we were actually looking for like i think we were looking for like a a blank journal because Mm -hmm. our journal had been filled up and we couldn't even do that we went into three different bookstores and all it was was like you know rows and rows of like used books like aristotle and nietzsche and whatever takalukihiki (laughs) doing rain dances (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not a place you go shopping for typical stuff. Journal, yeah. So we actually went there as tourists, trying to buy a touristy trap gift Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Couldn't find it, and there weren't many snacks to be had. Right, there was no churro stand, which would have been nice. So we weren't there for the shopping, but (laughs) if you're into that kind of stuff, this is the best place to go. Um, And then the other thing, like to throw your money away on useless stuff. Skip Amazon, go to Sedona. If you're into crystals, there's some world-renowned crystal shops. Which again, Palm reading? Yeah. I'll give you the palm reading for 20 bucks. Smack you in the face. Said, Stop paying for this. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, and I'll write it on my hand backwards. Stop paying people to read, <laughs> read your palm. And I'll smack you in the face so that when you look in the mirror, it's right side up. And you can read it. <laughs> like you're an idiot for paying for palm readings but if you're into palm readings no judgment oh shit ton of judgment coming from this side of the room okay one of the hosts doesn't have judgment yeah um i won't say it out loud on twitter right but this is audio But the other thing the other reason a lot of people go to sedona is for just dining out and you don't necessarily have to be into hiking to enjoy going there. We unfortunately didn't get to experience any of the restaurants except for one that we went back to three times because it was so unexpectedly good. Um, well, the reason we didn't dine out is because it's still COVID times. And there is, you know, even if, well, which Arizona shocked me how much indoor dining there was. Um, but there was one place where we could grab and go 
that didn't that wasn't fast food. Yeah. I already forgot the name of it. It's, it's called Wildflower Wild Bread Company, and go. I think there's over 12 throughout Arizona. I looked it up because I'm obsessed with this company now. I'm just shocked at how good it is. I would never be drawn to a, a bread place typically, but you found it on DoorDash one night when we were ordering in, which we'll get to, but it basically just has like soup, salads, sandwiches, and, bread. and, and breakfast stuff. Um, but we were getting it for dinner, so we shared, you know, a sandwich and a salad, and they were so so unexpectedly good yeah, that we went back for the, there. I think for the price point, I mean, you're paying ten bucks a plate, and you're getting really decent quality food, which right. I wasn't expecting, and right. it was delivered, which was cool. Um, and then, I mean, the other thing, if you're into like off roading in a jeep or in some type of I don't know, dune buggy. <laughs> Four-wheeler. <laughs> OHV. Yeah. Um, Just call them OHV. That, that covers the entire subgenre. We saw a lot of people driving Jeeps specifically and then a lot of people biking, like mountain biking. And they're going – they're not just on these dirt trails. They're going over these rocks. I saw people do some crazy things on hikes with yeah. bikes that make, I would never Make sure you actually know how to ride a bike. And even then, if you just know how to ride a bike, you're not going around the corner to get ice cream. Yeah. And they, they cater a lot to both of those communities. And there's a lot of trails that specifically will be for people walking. And then they'll have a trail to the same destination that are specifically for OHVs or bicycles. So what's that was pretty an, what's cool. What's an OHV? Um, off highway vehicle. Nailed it! Ding 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 ding. We got. We need sound. We need a sound effect ding, for ding, it. Ding. <laughs> um, I did have to think about it, but that's okay. That's pretty good. Thank I'm you. impressed. Me too. Most um, of the acronyms I make up. You never know when I'm blowing <laughs> a ray of sunshine up your ass. So, all right. So ask. we were there. No, but just a few. I think basic logistical things we were there in january which i do think is a good time to go i think any time in the winter spring is probably the most popular time yeah just stay out of out of arizona in the summer right but, but the summer is brutal so i think it was good that we were there we just happened to get hit with some rain but i don't think it rains too much in january i think there were just a couple of storms that blew through honestly most of the country in the yeah. last couple of weeks so i don't think it's specific to where we were um, but that being said, we were in Flagstaff right before we got to Sedona and that was a really easy 45 minute gorgeous drive. Flagstaff is higher elevation. So you have to go down this really cool, I don't know, Canyon mountain. I have no idea what it was, but we looked at like the maps right before we hit it. And there was this crazy like sequence of hairpin turns that we were about to encounter and we're like what is this and then we realized well, it was a straight line on the map then all of a sudden it's like dr seuss came out and decided to like draw the roads and then you get there and it's like whoa yeah. this is intense that was one of the more entertaining drives it wasn't hairy like going up pch through big sur i felt like one we were sort of new to the band at the time but two still hairy Right. right, especially if you're heading south on that road and you're like looking down the cliff. But yeah. this I felt was a bit more. It was a lot easier to take in. It didn't feel as daunting, you know. Like, it was really pretty. Um, it was about 45 minutes, like I said, and we ended up staying our first night at a first come, first serve campsite called Manzanita Campground. And I think the reason that we stayed there, I guess, one challenge of Janu of traveling in January is that I think there were some campgrounds that were closed. I don't even remember For staying there. 
You do. Um, <laughs> I just told you I don't. I'm asking you. you. Do. Give me a give me a memory you landmark. Made I that can... awesome uh, sub for dinner with. Um, it was like an Italian sub and a recipe that your mom used to make. It ended up raining that night, so I made us take all of our stuff in that evening. It was right Italian next to the creek sub. that we never walked to. And it's coming back. We to met me. those two girls who traveled from Orange County. I don't remember the sandwich. Now I'm hung up on the sandwich. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was one of the best. What was in it? I gotta check the journal. But onions, it was tomato based. It wasn't meatballs, but it was like something like meatballs. <laughs> what? <laughs> like some type of meat. In a sandwich? Sausage. Oh, it was a sausage and pepper sandwich. Yeah. Wait, no, that was the ne- with the potatoes? Yeah, with the potatoes. Okay, yeah. So it was like sausage, peppers, and potato. We just happen to have Italian bread. I just, so I threw it on us. Oh, it wasn't Italian? It Isn't sausage Italian? It happened to be Italian sausage. <laughs> so it was and, an Italian sub. <laughs> right, but the dish itself is meant to be like baked. This is why I don't remember shit. Because like you're trying to remember one. No, the reason I don't remember shit is because I don't have brain cells left. But... Trying to remember things through your lens <laughs> of how you viewed the world. And you're like, we had an Italian sub. So I'm thinking, like, this is, like, an <laughs> like Italian <salami>. hero. <laughs> yeah, like salami and bologna. And, and then I'm like, it's sub. When, I think when do you I mentioned, make... like, Italian. Like... Well, no. So the dish itself, I mean, I'm assuming it's Italian. But it's just sausage, peppers, and potatoes, right? Like, baked in red wine. Um we just happen to have a like half a loaf of Italian bread sitting around. I'm like, what better to go with sausage and peppers than Italian bread? And I don't think there was a single tomato in there. Um, so I, I love that you think it was tomato based. <laughs> but yeah, I baked it over the campfire, which I thought was particularly impressive. Look, I don't remember what was in it. I just remember the feeling that I had when I took a bite of it. Uh, hey, that's that, all that matters. That's how I meander through the world too. I don't remember what was said, what was done, but I remember how I felt. And I remember what I ate, damn it. (laughs) So that was a great dinner that we ate at this first come, first serve campsite, which I would definitely recommend. It was beautiful. It was about 10 minutes north of downtown Sedona and Main Street. And we ended up leaving Flagstaff really early to get there because... Slide Rock State Park, does that sound right? Yeah. Or it's right next to it? Yeah. Okay, so this is all coming back to me. So there's this Oak Creek area, right, which is, I think, northeast of Sedona. And it's it's in a canyon, I think, because when we ordered Wildflower Bread Company delivery one night, not to the campsite. I think it's but, called Oak Creek Canyon. Yeah. Um, but it was because most of the campgrounds in and around Sedona, or outside of Sedona, because I don't think there's anything in Sedona proper other than like some RV parks or something like that. But mm-hmm. most of the, the established campgrounds around Sedona in that area or, or in that part of Arizona and a good chunk of Arizona are, are off season. Like they're closed at those higher elevations Yeah. in, you know, December, January, cause it gets too cold or they get snow and we didn't, we get, no, we didn't get snow. We just got rain that night. Right. Um, so it's one of the only ones that's open year round. I think it's, I forget what it's called now. It's like Oak Creek. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that place was legit. Great yeah. trees for hammocks, right? There's a few things you need for a good campsite, right? Other than, you know, accessible toilets and, like, running water or something. Mm-hmm. But there was that brook, that babbling brook right next to the campsite. Great trees for hanging hammocks. So I hung the hammock. It's been a while. 
um good fire pits really good like like nice deep deep rings mm-hmm. didn't get smoke in our face like the smoke wasn't chasing us simple pleasures of yeah life. it was a really good one um very comfortable really affordable i think it was like 15 bucks or something 10 or 15 yeah, yeah. and it's not all first there was like a handful of sites you can snag day of if you get there early enough and we did we got there like ass crack of dawn or something we got like there that. by eight o'clock i remember we just happened to wake up in our ca- our campground in flagstaff before the sunrise and we couldn't go back to sleep and we're like you know what we want to get Screw this set anyway let's just let's get going go. so we packed up we were driving for the sunrise which was gorgeous and we ended up seeing a huge herd of elk on the way there which was incredible I, we've been to a lot of places where we've seen elk but i've never seen anything like this just in the forest right next to the highway and, and it wasn't a us, major highway it wasn't like an interstate it was like a byway or something like that one lane of traffic going either direction but it was like a good 60 mile an hour road and we're just whipping around these like up and down hills and i look to my left on your side and i see it's not just a herd because when you think a herd of elk you're thinking like they're all bunched together in a group this had to be for as far as the eye can see a single file line of elk just standing there i don't even know if they were elk because we're, we're, sure. we're not sure because yeah. i don't know if there's elk in arizona but they had antlers Every single one of them had these gigantic antlers. So maybe they're just deer. I'm convinced they're reindeer. Reindeer? Or moose. They definitely were not moose. But (laughs) you saw them though, right? I did. I was driving, so I I probably didn't see them as much as you did. But as soon as we pass them, you look at me, you go, that was so cool. Can we go back? Yeah. I I made us turn around, which was a problem on a 70 mile an hour road, right? To just pull a Yui is not, one, not legal, and two, dangerous because there was all these hills. But- we couldn't find them, so they must have just, you know, disappeared. The thing is, they walked up to the fence that was blocking them from getting to the road. And it's like they were, the guy who was leading the pack stopped when he got to the fence and was just sort of contemplating his next move, and everyone behind him just stopped. But the I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that they were in a single file. I'd never seen that before. It's like they were waiting online to get to uh, to an escalator. It was pretty crazy. Unfortunately, we did go back, and they weren't there anymore. Oh gone. But it was... Definitely. I was expecting to see just mass carnage, right? Because each of those jumping over the fence, running into the highway, trying to get to the other side one by one, and each of them playing Frogger with, <laughs> you know, pickup trucks cruising at 70 miles an hour. No, they're smarter than that. Are they? <laughs> well, we didn't see any carnage on the way back. So. No, I think they turned around. It's unfortunate. That was one of the cooler wildlife sightings I've seen Same. in a while. Same. Um, so we stayed at the campground for the first night and then it did end up raining pretty much that evening through the next day. And we had the option, we could have stayed there again and just hung out in the van, but you were really dead set on finding a hot tub. (laughs) It was your one mission for Sedona. Well, it was chilly out and I'm like, can I get a hot tub? Yep. And we did. And it's funny because before we went to Sedona, we did a ton of research on Hotels.com, <laughs> specifically looking for hot tubs and rooms and not trying to spend $300 a night. And we... Well, aren't the hotels are supposed to be gorgeous in Sedona, Yeah. right? I, I feel like there's, you know, granted during COVID times, you can't do as much. So if you're going to get, if we're, and especially if we're living in a van and we're going to splurge on something, right? I'm okay dropping a stupid sum of money on a hotel. Right. If it's a one night thing over the course of like a couple of months, you know, a couple of months on the road. But I don't want just two beds in a room or just a bed in a room with the TV and a bathroom nearby with like 
I want a balcony. I want a separate living room where I can just throw my clothes down and I won't have to trip on them. I want, it would be awesome if I had like a full kitchen to work with. So I want like a, I want something sweet when we, when we splurge to get a hotel. Otherwise I'll just sleep in the van. I I like it better here. I do too. But we didn't, we didn't commit to anything on hotels.com and we just so happened to be staying in the campground right next to what what's called a resort, <laughs> but it's basically a tiny little hotel that almost seems like it's a, a motel. motel. It's yeah. like a roadside motel, wasn't it called like Oak Creek Inn Resort? Inn, yeah. yeah. And it's super quaint. There's these really old rooms. It it does look like a motel off the side of the road, but one story. And you saw the sign as we were driving into Sedona. And on the sign, they advertise hot tubs, said, fireplace. Fireplace, <gasps> hot tubs, or fireplace, jacuzzi, Wi-Fi. Right. I'm like, what are we doing? And it was like on the way to Sedona. It was like 10 minutes. So if it took us 15 minutes to get from that campground in the canyon into downtown proper Sedona. It was halfway there, seven and a half minutes in. I'm like, jacuzzis, Wi-Fi, fireplace. Like, sold. And it was only a hundred <laughs> like something bucks dollars a night. A night. <laughs> yeah. So it was everything we were looking for, super cheap. And the room, I mean, the room itself was small. And it's, dated. And very know. dated. But it had the biggest in-room and out-of-room hot tub I've ever seen in my life. It was a full two-person jacuzzi. We could sit in there next to each other. Not potentially, touch each other. Potentially fit a third person comfortably. And it had jets. If that third person worked at the circus or something. <laughs> but two people very, very comfortably. Um, and we had a fireplace. And they gave us logs every yeah, day, which is so flames. cool. Well, they yeah. wouldn't let you burn real firewood or like real logs. Yeah. So they give you a Duraflame each day. I think that's so that we their customers don't screw up all their fireplaces yeah but that was a really fun like way it was also to spend raining a rainy day. i mean it was just yeah it was raining so there wasn't either we were sitting in our van in the rain or you know you make lemonade yeah that's what you do it was awesome so highly recommended if you're not looking for something luxurious but you want something cheap convenient and you want a big hot tub can you get a hot tub <laughs> All right, so we plugged Manzanita. This is funny because I get all – this is – no one listening to this gets near as excited that I remembered something as I do when I remember it. And now I'm, like, off and running. So we did the Manzanita campground. We did the hot tub room. And I don't remember what else we did. <laughs> That's it. All right, so I'm going to go back. I said there were – well, I said there were some popular vortexes. The four oh, most popular ones are going to be <laughs> Cathedral Rock. Well, let's Bell not Rock. instead of calling them vortexes because I feel like that just immediately turns probably you know if we have a dozen listeners, six of them are like, I'm not going to Sedona for these silly vortexes, right? These are the most beautiful locations and greatest hiking spots. They just happen to find some schmo. Who decided to capitalize on that because there weren't any sort of like rights on what you can market around? Sure. Like, it's going to help me sell crystals. Right. But no, these are skip the crystals, skip the palm reading, unless you want the smack in the forehead with the words written backwards on my hand. You can pay me $20. I'll smack you in the forehead. Um, these are the most beautiful spots, probably in the, you know, in the top 20 beautiful spots in the country. I mean, you. There was that one hike that we did, which I'm guessing technically some schmuck called it a vortex at some point. 
but we it was like hand over foot the whole way up. What was that one? That was called Cathedral Rock. That was awesome. Yeah. Right. And I was huffing and puffing. And usually when I'm winded on a hike, I'm like, this is not, never again. Like, I'll never recommend this to anybody. It's right? one of the coolest places I've ever been. It was so unexpected. And it was only a one-mile hike. Only. I think round trip, Kicked if my, I'm not mistaken. No way. That kicked my ass. I don't think it was two miles. I think it was one mile. But it was so hard. It was basically a one-mile climb, or I guess a half-a-mile climb up. And it was, like you said, hand over foot. I mean, we're straight up bouldering and trying to find the right route. Scrambling the whole way. Scrambling, trying to find, like, the path of least resistance to get to the top. And, I mean, we're, like, a third of the way up. I thought we were done, and then I see people way higher than we are. But totally, totally worth it. Some of these spots, you're just, like, sprinting up slick rock. It's at, like, a 30% incline. Yeah. Like, just dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's 1.2 miles out and back, which is outrageous. Out? out or it's, like, half of 1.2 It's out. 0.6 miles out. Still. Kicked my ass. <laughs> I'll never claim to be someone who's in great shape. I'm winded. Yeah, I was, I I was incredibly top. winded, and I do more of this than you. Yes, you do. Um, but it's a popular thing to do at sunset and we just so happened to, cause you worked that I had day. I to work all day, yeah. And so we didn't leave till, till basically right before sunset, but I didn't realize we were going to be up there for sunset cause I didn't realize how hard it was going to be, how long <laughs> it was going to take <laughs> us to this get is there. A, it's like, we'll do this. And you had like two more hikes that you had planned for I us did. that day. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then the sun went down. I'm like, look, babe, sunset. Let's sit here and watch it happen. Uh, but it's really cool. It's unexpected. I didn't know. I had no idea what was at the top, which I think is a really fun way to hike, not seeing pictures of what you're going to get to. And once you get to the hot, the top, you can see on the other side of the rock. So you're you climbing about to up. say hot tub, weren't you? Once you get to the hot tub. There's a hot tub at the top of this hike. That's why you go. That's why you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I thought we were just climbing the side of, of the rock. I didn't know we were going to be able to see on the other side of it, which was it was just awesome. That's a must do. Like you have to do Cathedral Rock if you do a couple of things there. I would say that's probably number one. Yeah, and then the other one's the Devil's Bridge hike. Right. Yeah. So whoever named these things, right? I feel like everywhere we've seen a lot of rock formations. Like just traveling throughout the West, everything's mountainous. And whoever is behind naming these things, I'll give credit to the first guy who called it like whatever Devil's Cauldron or something, right? But everyone else after that who just named everything after the devil, it's like, come on. You are original. There are devil locations punts. every single place we've been. Yeah. Like multiple in every single place. And and it's Devil's Kitchen, Devil's Bridge, Devil's Hike, Devil's Canyon. Yeah. The only Devil's one, Wash. The ones that I think are more fitting are when it's a location that's deep down in the ground. Like that makes more sense to me. Not, Devil's Cave. Yeah. Devil's not climbing Caver. to the top of a natural rock bridge. You know? I think there's better names for it but yeah don't slip or you're fucking dead bridge what they should call, it. <laughs> call it like you see them i think more things should be named after what they are you know like it should say on the soap don't eat this or they shouldn't make it smell so tasty quick side note in las vegas they opened up <laughs> they opened up the hotel and then everything in the hotel was called what it was so there was the notepad the pen in the room the i don't know shower like everything had it had a label on it it was the so one funny ply of toilet paper yeah. <laughs> but um anyway the devil's bridge hike is 
by far the most popular hike in Sedona. There were so many people and we conveniently chose a holiday to make this trek up a two mile incline and there were is, uh, so many people at the top. It was who, Martin Luther Martin King Luther Day. King. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at, like right as we're about to take off, like we parked our car, we finally found a spot. It was a mile hike just to get to the beginning of the hike because of how far away from the trailhead we had to park. And like, just because park. just because we were packing our stuff, I had some time. I don't know. You were like making sandwiches or something for us, and I opened up the All Trails app, which I had already looked at, but I didn't read the reviews. I just knew it was a really popular hike, and all the reviews very on brand. We don't do any research here until every, eight seconds before we record. Every single review was like, "Do this hike early." The line at the top for the photograph is going to be really long. Like, get there before the crowd. Every single one was a warning. And I'm like, oh, shit. We just got here at noon on a Monday holiday. Nailed it. Yeah, we totally nailed it. Um, but so it if was... you were to write a review, would you say the same thing? Yeah. I would. But I think it's fine that we did it when we did it because the so the reason that people say do it early is not only because it's a really populated hike, but because the view at the top and the one picture that is super iconic that everybody wants to walk away with is actually walking across this natural rock formation that is a bridge. And you, I mean, you don't want other people in the photos. So there's this like unspoken rule and system that's been created by all the people that go up there where they form a line one or however many people are in your party go out walk out on this really thin looking ledge and then somebody behind you and looking it is thin it's dangerous if you slip you'll die yeah it's it's pretty high up too of course and somebody behind you will take your photo and then everybody in line is watching this happen so first of all it was kind of fun people watching i did enjoy seeing all the different like couples and people pose and just seeing what they were doing but second of all if i'm gonna have to wait in a long line for something an iconic photo definitely worth it like that's a memory we'll have forever i think it's really cool and also you're at the top like this is the most scenic place you could possibly be we stop at the top of every single hike anyway anyway. so whether i'm waiting in line or i'm just sitting there eating a sandwich like i'm still staying there for a while so it was was pretty strenuous so i'd say the break was much appreciated yeah it made the trek back a lot easier um so it was totally worth it i had a great time i would definitely recommend it i would recommend going earlier but if you get there at your noon, review you're gonna write go to the bathroom before you start <laughs> well i should write that for every hike because there's something about like forward momentum and just like anything goes through me <laughs> it gets the gi track moving um because anyway. there's only one bathroom when you get down to the bottom and it's not close and because there's only one bathroom down there, a line forms behind you. There's two right, pit um, toilets. Right. Yeah. But like one place where you can go. It's not like there's 17 pit toilets scattered throughout or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was funny because you ran in there and then I ended up making friends with everyone who was waiting in line. Yeah, that was really funny for me too. <laughs> it, was, it was great. You could also hear everything inside. Let's talk about this more. <laughs> the worst part of the trip and we should highlight it come on learn shit the hard way (laughs) literally (laughs) oh my gosh come on everyone has to go through it so i would definitely put devil's bridge at the top of your list (laughs) 
even if you're doing it at the worst time and it's really po- unless you don't like crowds then you don't have to do it there's plenty of other hikes but i loved it i thought it was great but I, I felt, I mean, even though there were crowds, I felt like everyone was pretty good about social distancing, or at least on the trails, like the mask etiquette was in full force. It wasn't bad. Yeah. And then the other, the third thing I would say you definitely must do in terms of hiking there is climbing Bell Rock. And that's one thing I did without you. You had to work. So you sat in the van right at the parking lot where I was, like, I could see the van pretty much the <laughs> whole time I was climbing this rock. Um, but it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's actually also right off of the scenic byway that goes through Sedona. So I would recommend making that drive. If you're going to Bell Rock, you're going to do the drive from downtown anyway. So you could just add on the length that goes past it. But um, it's just such a beautiful part of Sedona. And it's right next to Courthouse Butte. So it's basically these two massive rocks that are are next to each other one looks like a bell which is why it's called bell rock um and then the other one is pretty much just like a big rectangular rock shape a butte almost flat on top whatever a butte actually is <laughs> i'm still not clear that rock is a butte <laughs> i did start looking up like which ones are buttes and which ones are rocks they're both they're both rocks to be clear <laughs> it's all rock formation um but you're you're climbing up bell rock and i downloaded a one mile trail on all trails and i started off definitely on the path and then very quickly got lost and i think what it is is that there's so many different routes that are technically marked on all trails and marked on the rock that i wasn't quite sure which trail i had downloaded and where my my end destination was so point being i just stopped using all trails and i just started climbing and that was incredibly liberating i felt the spirit <laughs> i felt the energy it was the most fun i've had it was just i was like alone so i had that sort of me time i'm in the most beautiful place there were a lot of times where i was away from any people like obviously i was hiking alone but there were parts where i'd sort of climb around the side of the rock and I just had this amazing view to myself and like the breeze is blowing and the sun's out and it couldn't have been better. And at one point I I ended up going so much higher than I anticipated going. I wasn't, you know, set out on this mission to climb to the highest point I could get to, but that's what I ended up doing. After I got over some of the more challenging parts, I found a a route to a a piece that's not the very top. I don't know if anybody goes to the very top who's my stature and, hiking ability your stature i don't know i'm not like like a i'm not like a built hiker or climber that is um my stature but i i ended up finding like a really easy route to what was a flat point just below the highest point you could possibly climb to and it was so liberating to get up there and about beautiful it was a beaut Would you say it was a butte? That rock's a butte. And I could see the entire whatever was in front of me. Was it a valley? I don't know. Open space of just green land surrounded by rocks. Um, And it was really cool while I was up there. This um, pair of guys who were also climbing saw me. And I heard them talking to each other saying, I see somebody up there. I'm not sure how she got there. Let's try this route. And so I ended up just shouting down to them and trying to tell them how I had gotten to the point like, that I was There's an at. easier way. <laughs> um, They're standing on each other's shoulders. And then when they got to me, 
one of them came up to the point that I was at, which from where I was, I couldn't climb any higher. And his friend was way too scared because where I was, I could have fallen 360 degrees and hurt myself. And so one of the guys comes up there and he asked me to take the picture of him because his friend won't even come to where we are to take the picture. And he starts kind He of, doesn't know a butte when he sees one, does he? <laughs> he starts kind of casually telling me that he... I forget what he called himself, but he's like, I used to be a professional, like... Palm reader? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I used to be a professional sports acrobat or something I had never heard of, right? And I'm like, okay. And he goes, so I'm going to do a handstand and just make sure you get the picture while I'm while I'm doing it, right? On this have, tiny rock. <laughs> I have met this guy all of 30 seconds ago. And he tells me he's going to do this life-threatening pose for a photograph. And please, I'm the one holding the camera. Please tell me he fell and you got a picture of him falling. You know oh, how rare that photograph is? First of all, I'm afraid that I'm going to fall because the point that I can get to where I have an angle of him but I'm not too low that I'm looking up at him is is not easy to get to. I'll bet more people die taking photographs than being the subject of photographs. Right? Fair. Because you're trying to like back, back up, up while looking at the view screen, right? The yeah. viewfinder. Yeah. And then you go careening down a cliff. That would be an awesome photo, too. Snapping off a bunch of shots as you're falling down, looking up at the sky. I'll keep that in mind next time I start Hold falling. the burst button down, if that's the case, because then you could do a stop motion. Perfect. That's If I go out, I'm going to make a conscious effort to do it that way. <laughs> um, so did he die? So he not only does he have to like do a handstand, but when you do a handstand, you don't just like put your hands on the ground, kick your feet up, and master it. Usually it's like you kind of need to get your balance. So it takes him about 10 attempts to do a handstand to actually so get he's like vertical. Taking, he's taking his knees and placing them on his elbows? No, he's like starting to do a handstand but getting half the way there multiple times, just time after so time. So he's just doing what he's like throwing his hands. He's standing up full straight, and then he's throwing his hands on the ground from a full you standing pose. You don't throw your hands on the ground. You place your hands Clearly on the ground. Clearly I have – don't talk to me like that. <laughs> do I look like I fucking ever have done a handstand in my life? <laughs> Who did you marry? Not that guy. You don't just throw your hands on the ground. I don't know. I like I've seen people do cartwheels like that that teenage girl who this was doing was cartwheels on the So bridge. I have to take a photograph of a guy doing a handstand. You're screaming into the mic. Because I'm really angry at these people. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm wearing the headphones and you're just blowing out my eardrums right now. I'll turn down the volume in editing. <laughs> but <That's> not helping. <laughs> just sit back like two inches. Shit. <laughs> Are you good now? I'm good. Thank you. So I take a photo of this guy doing a handstand on a cliff. And let's backtrack to the Devil's Bridge where the people behind the people behind us ask me to take their photograph. They're two girls like 15, that are like 16 years old 16 maybe. 16 years old. All they care about is what they're going to post for their friends, right? That's why they're here right. waiting in this line. On their their Snap Talk. Tick tick snap? Well, what do they use these days? While they're in line behind us, we hear them talking about their photograph. And we think they're joking. And they casually mention that they're going to do cartwheels across Devil's Bridge. I 100% thought they were joking. When she handed me her phone, she goes, okay, I'm going to do a cartwheel. Just make sure you get it. And we're like, You're like a magnet for silly people doing stunts that are going to get them killed. This was ridiculous. These are like back-to-back encounters with strangers in their phones. (laughs) And I'm 
no joke, yelling at both of them. The guy doing a handstand. I'm like, you're crazy. Please stop. This is so stressful. I'm really nervous. Like, I'm giving him all the verbal cues I can. The girls doing cartwheels. They come out, they do a cartwheel. The best part about Devil's Bridge and the line is that if you start to take a step too close to the side, the entire line gasps because they, they <laughs> Collectively. see your whole life flash before their eyes. So it's like this audience of people. It's like going to a circus and doing something crazy, right? That's exactly how the reaction of the crowd is. Being a guest and like being a oh, It's like a being spectator? in a circus and hearing people's oh. reaction to something wild right. that when people the, are when doing. The like acrobats are flying through the trapeze guy misses the handoff and he goes plummeting into the net. So she does this cartwheel and then I stupidly make a joke because I've heard the whole crowd freak out and I go, oh shoot, I missed it. Ha ha, like do it again. And before I can even say that I'm joking, she just starts doing another cartwheel. And I'm like, oh my God, no, I was kidding. Please stop. I didn't mean to say that. I was so stupid. I'm so sorry. You need to work on your sarcasm. This has been, this is, while this is, while this is a travel podcast, it's also a couple's travel podcast, right? So as a couple, as being part of this couple, right, which is only the two of us, you need to work on your sarcasm. I think you said we missed it, too. Like, we were in on this joke together. Oh, I didn't miss it. I took the burst shot. I just wanted to see this this kid keep doing it. Well, she listened to both of us, and then her friends started doing it, and then both of them did cartwheels together. It was like a sequence similar to Mr. Handstand having to get his balance on top of a cliff. Again, how rare is the photograph of someone falling off of a cliff? Well, I would have gotten it, that's for sure. I didn't Same. stop I didn't stop tapping. I wasn't that's why I was trying to egg her on. I just wanted this to end. I'm like, okay, I got so many photos. Like I got them all. You definitely have a couple to, to choose from for your post, I promise. One more time. <laughs> one more it was wild um so yeah i'm definitely a magnet for crazy people <laughs> case in point you married me well done so i well do played. i would do bell rock summarizing the three climbs and hikes i would do cathedral bell devil's bridge definitely the most popular but there's a reason that they're popular and then there's so many other hikes that you can do in the area and honestly i think all of them are going to be great What's the one you left out? The airport thing? Well, we didn't do a hike, but we climbed. So, wait, but quickly, the other hike I did do, because that wasn't a hike, was Broken Arrow Trail. And this was 3.6 miles. Relatively easy. It's marked as moderate, but it was pretty easy. Um, And I didn't actually know where I was hiking to. I just, the pictures look pretty. Um, It was one of the more popular hikes. And it it was something I could do while you were working. And... I ended up reaching the end, and there was this beautiful, like, scenic point. Like, the whole hike was pretty flat. Unicorn. <laughs> the With whole wings. hike, the whole hike was pretty flat, but I, I didn't expect there to be some lookout point at the end of it because it almost felt like I'd started at ground level and I was just going to be flat, sort of at ground level the whole time. And then when I got to the end, I'm like looking, looking out and I'm down a cliff. I'm so much higher than I realized I was, and. Again, surrounded by rock, but it was just extremely unique, and there weren't a lot of people that I passed on the trail. I think I was hiking on a Tuesday, so I'm sure it's more popular on a weekend, but um, I met two guys who had biked out there um, on a separate path. This is one of those trails where- watch me do a wheelie along the edge of the cliff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
this is one of those trails where there's a separate route for OHVs and bicycles and for people walking. So they had actually biked across these massive rocks. It was kind of crazy to watch. I, I don't know much Nothing about biking. Nothing warms my heart more than watching you use something that you've learned in the episode. In the episode. It's a callback, yeah. That was fantastic. I am a quick learner. So smart. Yeah, I know. S-M-O-T. And these guys were great because they offered to take my picture and I didn't even have to take theirs. So it was a win-win for all of there us. There you go. Hate those people <laughs> who want re- reciprocity. I know. God forbid. They just offer. I didn't even ask. They're like, oh, do you want your, your solo hiker? Can I take your picture? I'm like, yeah. And then they took my picture looking at the like the overlook that I had hiked to. And they go, no, the sun's behind you. Let's get some this other direction, They too. meant with their phone, not yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> But they were, like, moving me around the rock to get the best angle. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you meet an awful lot of guys when you're out hiking by yourself. Well, you should hike with me. Oh, that's why you're doing it. I get it. Um, so that I would recommend. I would ab- like. I would definitely recommend it. But Which there are that? So rattle those, them off. So the three you have to do, Cathedral Rock, Bell Rock, and devil's bridge and then this one was called broken arrow trail but there's a ton of other ones if you're wanting to do more than that like do your research i mean i had so many flagged that i wanted to do (laughs) seriously like i couldn't stop finding do your research i love (laughs) people tune into the show to get informed and we tell them (laughs) go fucking well i'm not gonna list but i'm not gonna list out all the other hikes that i I wanted to do i I just think it's funny yeah Uh, more for well more for like the interest of somebody (laughs) listening i'm not just gonna start rattling off hiking trails um but the tune into the keeping wanderlust podcast where we tell you absolutely nothing go to cool places say they were cool and then tell you to google it tune in next week we're gonna tell you to bing search instead so those are the hiking trails that we did (laughs) and then the other the other, like you referenced, the other things that we did that I would absolutely put at the top of the list are Airport Mesa Overlook that we drove to, and then that's the best part. Yeah, we drove right to it. <laughs> you can also hike there. So again, it's one of those other. But you don't you see, have to. You don't have that's to. That's the beauty of it. Is that where the church was built into the rock? No, it's Airport Mesa Overlook where you're looking at all of Sedona. Okay, so the two places I would recommend doing outside of trails that you can drive to are Airport Mesa, where you're looking at all of Sedona from right where the local airport is. That's why it's obviously called Airport Mesa. But I didn't realize there was an airport in Sedona. These are for private planes that you can't necessarily... Was it named before airplanes were invented? Because that would be... Then I would buy into the Vortex hokey nonsense speaking of vortexes there's also a vortex Nat, on the of way course up. there is another <laughs> this, beautiful view let's call it a vortex well not where we were but there's a rock you can climb which you do have to hike to you can't drive to the top of the rock F but it's that. one of the four most popular vortexes in sedona so if you're into that um you can you can <laughs> climb that rock <laughs> You're but allowed if, to be into it. But if you're not into it, it Just has... Just because I shit all over it doesn't mean you don't, You can't be into it. If you're not into it, it has an incredible view of all of downtown Sedona. So, so that's something to be into. It was really cool. So if you're into awesome views, go check this one out. And then the other place you can drive to is the Chapel of the Holy Cross, which is where there's a church built into a rock. And they named that after they built the church. Yes. Into the rock. That was actually kind of cool. It was right? really interesting. It, it was a little deceiving because you didn't realize how much of it is actually built into the rock until you like go up 
actually into it. And then you look out the windows and it's a tiny little like it's very small. I think I would guess it could hold 20 to 30 people at max capacity. Yeah. No social distancing possibilities there. Mm-hmm. They have like a little gift gift shop downstairs that was closed because it was so tiny. Mm-hmm. But I wish at, at first I'm like, oh, yay, another church, you know. Um, but once you see that, it's like literally like they blew up a rock and built a house inside of it. It's kind of neat. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, that would make me want to go to church because the views from outside and inside the church, again, are of the surrounding Sedona landscape. And it's unbeatable. It's just so gorgeous. Just the walk up. We had to walk up this spiral, like paved path but there was nothing on either side of us like we were climbing up and it was almost like we were climbing up a vortex it was like we were climbing up a skywalk (laughs) like that type of architecture um anyway this place like architecturally is really well known and it got a lot of accolades as it was built i don't know if it's still getting recognized i don't know if you notice and this has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about but the assholes next door finally turned their generator off yeah this is why you don't stay in RV parks. Not that we're in an RV park, but we happen to be in the RV section right now of Guadalupe Bay, Guadalupe National Park, campground, whatever. I think and it's phonetic. <laughs> I don't think saying it's phonetic is actually saying it. I don't even think that's a real sentence. I know. Um, it's something I've adopted in the last I, month. Yes, you I've have. said it a lot. <laughs> Nothing worse than an RV just blasting his generator for four hours. And today it was like 50 mile an hour gusts of wind, so we couldn't even go outside and do anything without running the risk of being knocked over. And he's been running his generator for at least seven at hours. At least yeah. seven hours. Yeah. Thank God. That was brutal. So Chapel of the Holy Cross and Airport Mesa, you can drive to both. There's also hiking trails around both. So, again, there's hiking trails everywhere throughout Sedona. But um, those are good ones just to get a variety to change the pace of, of the activity there. Um, and those are the top things I would do. So, like, again, the five, Airport Mesa, Chapel of the Holy Cross, Bell, Cathedral Rocks, and then devil's bridge that will be a solid two three days there and then if things are open don't like walking get lunch at the wildflower bread company and get get dinner there yeah we did that too (laughs) really good salads and i'm not a salad guy um i know that shocks most of our listeners and again if you don't like walking get a hot tub room with a fireplace at the oak creek in resort they call it resort. Yeah. I just tack resort on the end of anything. This is our local water treatment and sewage resort. <laughs> and then other than that, uh, go get your palm red. Absolutely. So then there's a lot of things that you can do outside of Sedona that I think We're are We're still really going exciting. with this episode, aren't we? Well, these ones are worth mentioning. Right. The first one is quick. You mentioned it earlier, but it's right next to the campground that we stayed at, and it's called Slide Rock State Park. Mm. And this is something I'd recommend doing. Well, we didn't go, so I'm not sure. Exactly <laughs> <how we're doing. laughs> you go. Tell us how it went. What else? Next. <laughs> Fucking kill me. 
Hold on. But we <laughs> you, can't rec- you can't do that. No, this is worth I didn't know this until I was researching it. And if I went during warmer climate, we absolutely would have gone there. Because warmer weather, climate and weather, two different things. <laughs> okay, if we went during warmer weather. Um, there's a there's a portion of the park that you can it's like a natural slide, like a water slide. So the rock has been smoothed down and you can splash around, get in the water and take this like natural rock slide. I thought was so cool. I've never done anything like the it. The one thing I want at the top of every hike we go on is a damn slide to the bottom. So, you're with me in that this is a great state park even though we haven't been. We can still recommend it. You now know they have a slide. You can't I not can't support it. I can personally, I can support it. I can't personally recommend it. What if I there's can. a gigantic like hemorrhoid rock at the bottom? And you go sliding all the way down, and then it rips you from stem to stern on the backside. Babe, I was going to make... You could be sending people to their death. Don't... Just use a different word. That's all I'm saying. All right. This was a Other sites suggested, after we did our homework, four minutes before we recorded this, a week and a half after we were actually there, another place to go. (laughs) (laughs) Text us. Tell us how it went. But please do. Leave a review. If it sucked... We'll delete this port. We'll re-upload and we'll edit this section out of the show. All right. So that's one. The other one we did do. So we can recommend it. Well, don't say we. I don't know what you're about to say. We went to Montezuma Castle National Monument. Right. But you can't say we would recommend it before I knew what you were going to recommend. And you don't recommend it. You were right. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. It's an entire, like, ancient village built into the side of a rock. All that's left is the ruins, so you can see, like, a portion of what's left, still left to this day, of these houses that are built into the side of a mountain, which is, there's no way, I think, to describe it on the air, like, sonically, so you kind of just got to go or, you know, Google it, look at a photo, but... I was fascinated. And we this just happened to be on our drive to whatever the next spot was. It was yeah. on the way, and so we popped in. Um, but it's a recommended even day trip if you're only going to Sedona. It's about a 40-minute drive south in a town called Camp Verde and really easy to get to. Um, I think what's so funny about our trip there is that we, we just – We just eight seconds before they closed. We just tacked it on – right before or we were doing like a three-hour drive south that night we were trying to stretch in a lot of distance and so we said let's just pop in here it'll be a good break 40 minutes into the drive and we'll check it out and as we're pulling in we see the sign that says the gates park close in nine minutes <laughs> <laughs> and it closed at 4 45 and we're pulling in at 4 35 yeah we had 10 minutes and because it's like one of those parks, because like a lot of a lot of um, national monuments and national parks will say that they close at five, but there's no gates that actually close. This one had a gate. Had a gate. So and the sign said gates close. <laughs> I thought that they were actually going to lock us in the park if we were there beyond ten minutes. So I look at you and I'm like, should we still do this? And you're like, yeah, let's go. Okay. So we drive in. I see a ranger and I'm just waiting for the ranger to yell at me because there's pretty much nobody there at this point. And she's so nice. She starts answering our questions about the monument, telling us what we're looking at, giving us all the history. And I casually ask her, are they going to 
can't like lock us in here. Should we be worried about that? She goes, no, they'll start to warn you like 10 minutes before they're going to close the gates. So we ended up only spending 20 minutes there and not to discredit like the value and like the beauty that this place provides, but it is something you can see very quickly if you need to. I didn't feel like we really missed out on anything only doing it in a short period of time. I should turn, I should unmute myself. I can't believe I just pulled this. 2020 zoom asshole move on a podcast um i would go there and like they have like awesome little setups for like picnic tables and like a picnic area right one of the we don't really take advantage of, i don't think we've ever taken advantage of just pulling over to like a historic site or a national mall because we see a lot of weird stuff off the side of the road they all have these picnic table section or picnic areas and they usually have like standing charcoal grills we can have like a full-on cookout at these places while looking at something that's absolutely gorgeous. I'm putting that on my to-do list. I'm not one for resolutions ever, but in 2021, I resolved to having picnics at the picnic areas at national monuments. We should do that. I I'll agree. Ma- I'll make you an Italian sub. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll call it whatever I want. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, Look at this great. You had soup that day. There's so many places that we've been, you're right, that we've said that. And we're like, oh, we should do this. Like, we should come back. And we never come back. And all of the recommendations that I read are like, this is a great place with, with um, like, picnic tables. This is a great place to have lunch. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we don't have time for lunch. We live in our van. We live in our van in a global pandemic, right? Our big activities are meals. I know. Why don't we – why do we – what are we doing? Why are we having them inside the van? We can just drive to Montezuma's castle, which, for the record, has nothing to do with Montezuma, right? Because mm. he was, like, leader of the Aztec people. And this is, like, hundreds of miles north of where Aztecs ever roamed. But because people are idiots and they saw indigenous people, right? Whoever the Europeans were, probably the Spaniards, who found the ruins of this these like huge dwelling whatever huge like it's basically an apartment complex built into the side of a rock they called it montezuma's castle montezuma never had anything to do with anything in north america but because it the indigenous people looked like aztec people and aztec people are indigenous therefore we'll call it montezuma something i thought what was really interesting about it was that the focal point and sort of the primary dwelling that is featured when you look this place up um i think there were about gosh it was something like 20 to 40 people that lived there and i could be totally off with my numbers but it was pretty sizable and they they're pretty high up on this cliff and they took ladders on a regular basis to go down to the water source it's built right next to a river so people would go like climb ladders which who knows well, how from where we were. are because now it's a you know it's like a tourist attraction so they have this little path paved path that you walk around and and you see these little pueblo and houses or whatever structure built into the side of the it looks like an apartment complex looks you know and i think the first question i asked the ranger that was walking by i'm like this looks incredibly inefficient it's like really high up there i'm like how the hell do you get up there and she's like they had ladders <laughs> I was under the impression that that technology, the ladder technology, was lost on early peoples. I was under the impression that, like, birds brought them all of their resources. So that's where 
my fake facts can come in, right? They used to have giant storks. That I believe. Yeah. More Between than the ladders. Between 1100, right? And this is common era. This isn't like in the year of the dragon, right? This isn't. They had storks, giant storks, that all they did all day long was shuffle people back and forth from the river, the latrine, back to the living space on the side of the mountain. It looks so high up, right? I'm I sure... would be terrified to climb down a ladder from that height. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to go up at the amount of people they said, and I don't remember the number either, but it's like the we're looking at this apartment complex, and they're telling us how many people lived in the same room, and I'm like... Phew, that's a lot of effing people inside of a rock. Mm-hmm. And God only knows that they were doing mostly foraging because I can't imagine what kind of animals they eat in the desert. Mm, I think there's a lot of wildlife. But still, I think they're eating a lot of beans and mm-hmm. fruits and <laughs> vegetables. Right? What are you implying? I'm saying if you're sleeping in the same room, if you're sleeping in a 12 by 12 room with 40 other people, one person farts, everyone knows it, right? And if you're on a diet of stuff that you can forage in the desert, you're probably farting a lot. It's kind of like sleeping in a van with one other person. On a strictly newfound vegetarian diet. <laughs> it's fun. I recommend it. We'll see how long this lasts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, easy, quick <laughs> trip. <laughs> Good, easy day trip. I mean, you could do it in a couple hours from Sedona there and back. And that's pretty much all I've got for Sedona. That's I, your entire your entire list of notes? Yeah. Right. I highly recommend it. I It's somewhere I want to go back. There's so many places I've been that I'm like, you have to go. I definitely recommend it. But that's somewhere I'd go back time and time again. If I golfed, I would go back. Right? I feel like there's we pass a lot of really cool golf. And even the ones that we didn't pass, i got to imagine – you know, spending a day out there on the links staring at this sort of background because it's still green, right? Like you, people think Arizona, they think the desert. I feel like Sedona was very green for for a desert. That's it, what that's what I loved about it. And like I said, I used to say Southern Utah was my like just generally Southern that Utah, vibe. Not very green. And it's not very green. So yeah. that's it's like the best of both worlds. It's like you get the forest and the rock climbing that you would get elsewhere. Yeah, so if was... we knew anything, we'd know what to call that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's a word for the ecosystem that we were traipsing through. Well, I like to end with a couple fun facts. Let's do it. Okay. So speaking of the fact that there's vegetation there, um, one thing people believe is that there's a significance of the colors of the landscape. So you've got the red and orange rock, and people believe that that puts you in a contemplative mood. And then they believe- Is this more new agey hippie yes. bullshit? Yes. All right. It can't just be like there's red rocks, there's lots of green trees, so it always feels like Christmas, so everyone's happy all the time. That's a that's a great comparison. But no. I think that's more believable. I'll believe in Santa Claus before I believe in crystals upgrading my chakra aura <laughs> okay. thing, giving me better bowel movements. Go ahead. So people believe that there's a significance of colors there. And people believe lots of shit. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Sorry. I'm done with this one. Next one, back. <laughs> These aren't fun. All right. So far. Well, this one you'll like. Okay. Does right. it have to do with farting? Some claim that <laughs> aliens installed a giant crystal under Bell Rock. Others say Bell Rock itself is an alien spaceship or trans-dimensional portal. 
Hence the reason humans feel an energy when visiting. I don't like that. For the same reasons I mentioned at the beginning of the show is that you could have run wild with fake chris facts about aliens and trains yeah but someone already portals. made them up if someone else makes up oh, fake facts yeah. before i do then it's then i'm just unoriginal so chris doesn't like sedona because it's not only one up tim but it's done it one up one up what other fun facts you got in there let's go i'm so over this this episode <laughs> so one of us thinks you should visit sedona the other no, I'll 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 say go. Definitely go. Um my favorite part was probably the Manzanita campground, all right? In nicer weather conditions, I feel like I could have stayed there for a week and a half and just like chilled out in front of the campfire, hung out on my hammock, listened to the water, all right? Buy an expensive stargazer camping chair and just like stare at the sky. It was absolutely gorgeous there. Very peaceful. You want zen, go there. <laughs> F the vortex, right? Um, if you want to get ripped off, right, and try to go shopping to find something practical or pragmatic, you know, like a blank journal, right? Don't go to Talahiki Pukulaki <laughs> bullshit shopping center, right? Go to the next town, which I think they call West Sedona, and hit the Walmart, and you'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's definitely beautiful. I'd say stay away from downtown Sedona. I think it's a crock. Right, and I think it's just a touristy trap kind of place, but I do think it's set in one of the most beautiful locations on the planet, and hopefully, it's still there in <laughs> 50 years. So, highly recommend going. If you do go to Slide Rock, let us know how it is. And with that, thanks for listening. Yes, yeah, so we recommend it. Thanks, guys. 